0: like there are these moments where i was like well if i want to have friends if i want to like be part of a group i can't come off as like headstrong i can't come off as like spicy as they say or i can't come off as hot-headed because i want to be liked i want to have friends i want to have like my group of my group of people so yes i decided to like change up my vernacular code switch if you will and Kind of start. I started watching these movies. I got into The Office. I watched Parks and Rec. I watched all these like white people shows, for lack of a better word. And so I could talk. Just I could talk about it and make jokes, and people thought I was funny. And they were like, "Oh, like, oh, we love Hector. He's so he like he's so great. He's so fun." And in reality, I wasn't even really being me. Like I was being the me that I knew they would like.
1: Mi gente, dímelo. What up? Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of the Quien Tu Eres podcast brought to you by Plural. You already know the vibes. It's your boy, Pavel Martinez, bringing you another special episode with another very special guest. Now, now the clip you just heard in the intro is with this week's guest, Hector Martinez. Before getting into the full conversation, let me give you a quick little bio on Hector so that, so that you know a bit more about him. Now, Hector is a native New Yorker. He's actually from Queens, New York, to be exact. He's from Mexican parents and he actually grew up his whole life speaking Spanish and learning all about his Mexican heritage. He left Queens briefly to go to Utah, where he studied communications at BYU. After graduating in 2019, he started his career in advertising, specifically on the brand management side, and he's currently actually working at Wyden Kennedy as a brand executive. Now that you know a little bit more about Hector, let's jump right into the episode. It's interesting man we just started you know talking before we started recording and you said you just graduated man does it feel congratulations
0: <laughs> thank you thank you um yeah i just graduated two years ago um in 2019 so it's been it's been exciting I, it's, i'm the first of my family to actually graduate from a, with a college degree so it's been interesting
1: that that's that's an accomplishment man and you know being that like you're probably your first in your family to to be at your position and like your type of industry, your family probably has no idea what you're doing for work. They're like, I don't get it.
0: Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Every day it's always like a constant struggle of, Oh, are you, are you busy or what are you doing? Like, do you even have a job? Like I do have a job. (laughs) I do things. Um, It might not be things that you're familiar with, but yeah, I, yeah, definitely um, first in my family to kind of have like a career, I think really what the word would be instead of just a job. So that's been very, Um, it's been very interesting. Like my, my mom's a, my mom's a housemaid. Well, she was a housemaid for years. Um, and now she is still, she's still a housekeeper, but she's, she works in the retirement home. So yeah, very different. Like me telling her I'm tired from a day is very different from her telling me that she's tired from a day. So
1: yeah, I get that, man. My, my grandma, um, my abuelita who I adore, she, um, used to clean houses as well. And it's interesting. Like my mom always tries to give me advice. And the other day I was like, I had to be honest with her, but I didn't know how to tell her. I was like, mom, your advice. I didn't tell her like this, but in reality, like your advice is like so outdated. Like it's not really relevant to like what I'm doing. Uh, and it's interesting. Yeah. Like she, she swears all I do at work is just like watch TikTok videos.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: But it's interesting too, man. Like the way that we initially connected is when I published the episode with Nancy uh, Reyes, like you'd listen to it, and you know, tell me a little bit about that experience.
0: Yeah. Um, so, kind of. So I I went to a school that was as a pre, like a PWI, so it's a predominantly white institution. Um, I went to school in Utah, so uh, I didn't really see a lot of people that looked like me. Let alone did I see a lot of people that looked like me in my program or in the industry that I was about to go into. So. I was always very curious on like oh who's out there like kind of like what agencies are out there who is running these agencies and um I kind of ran across um Nancy's um LinkedIn profile I think like a year ago or a year and a half ago when I was interning in New York and I instantly was like oh my gosh like she's latina like I need to know who she is I need to know like what's going on and um so I like followed her on LinkedIn like kind of always see her updates and when I saw this podcast come up I was I, I've been a very huge proponent of like who and what my Latinidad means to me in like these last few years. And I instantly clicked on it. I listened and I just felt nothing but like seen. I was like, she gets it. She's, she's speaking her truth. She's speaking my truth. And um, I want nothing more, but to people, for people to understand like, this is, this is a reality. Um, we're, we don't really talk about it. We don't really um, kind of go about talking about what latinx people go through um i think on on a regular basis and i think we're just starting to see it in culture more in music than anything else i still have yet to see um a lot of things in my own industry as well as like tv or movies really but music starting to seep in with spanish music coming on the radio spanish collaborations coming in and i'm like okay cool like people know that we're out there people (laughs) know that like we speak spanish but what else do they know? Um, am I forever going to be, like, this spicy person who, like, has is hot-tempered and, like, being romanticized or, or, or all these things? Or am I a human that is kind of going through a struggle of, I have two cultures here. Like, whether I want it or not, I have two of them. I have one that I live at home and one that I live when I leave my home. So hearing Nancy talk about that in the workplace was just so good for me to hear, knowing that, okay, it's real. I, it's, it's not in my head. I also go, I also go through this. She goes through this. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just a real conversation. So. Wow,
1: man, you've said so many things there that resonated with me and I'd love to jump into all of those, man. But I think it's really important because like, especially that piece that you mentioned around, like, yo, it's not just in my head. Right. Cause the thing that I was struggling with when, you know, and I'm still struggling with certain things, right? Like we just think, like it's this voice in our head that tells us things and often we think it's alone. So then when we see other people, we're like, Oh shit, like I'm not going crazy. Right. And often like we're surrounded by people that don't look like us. So there isn't that opportunity to say, yo, am I going crazy or did X, Y, and Z just happen? You know what I mean? Were there any specific instances in the interview where you felt seen as you mentioned?
0: Yeah, I think, I think one of the biggest things, um, was kind of talking about growing up and and going to school and learning english i think that whole transition for me i have never talked about out loud i've never talked about it out loud i've never told anyone um those sentiments of growing up like that and i think that's really really what sets us up for the rest of our lives whether we believe it or not like yeah we can talk about college we can talk about our careers but we're adults right like we're we're like kind of functioning we have more of an intelligence of like what's going on like we've, we've gone through school, but no one talks about those early ages of what that means in our development, and I think that for me was what really, really made me be seen, um, was understanding like, okay, cool, like, she's coming home, right, and she's trying to, like, figure out school and learning English, and not even realizing when that happened, and when I heard that, I kind of looked back, and I was like, when did I learn English? Like, how did I learn, because I know my parents didn't teach me, I know that much, like, My parents both immigrated from Mexico, met in LA, moved to New York, and that's where I was born and raised. So, I yeah, I don't even remember when when I learned English. All I know is that one day, I was in school and I was just reading, writing, and speaking like I had been growing up speaking it. When that wasn't that wasn't true. Like I spoke Spanish my whole life. Um, at home, my mom still struggles with (laughs) with speaking with speaking English. Um, so. Yeah, I think that whole transition is is just so important for people to understand like this is a development like we are growing up like that and sometimes people don't pause for us and like we're deemed as uneducated if we're like struggling and it's like I'm not uneducated, I just like I just don't know this like I I I need I I like I'm not dumb. Um so I think that's really that's what hit hard for me when I was like, yeah, I get that. I I remember being 5 years old in kindergarten and just kind of like what and then uh, then being in a program like called ESL, and I'm like, "I have no idea what this is, but I guess I'm doing ESL now, and like my mom couldn't say anything because she didn't know what was going on either, so yeah, I think that whole transition for me was um was really is is really important for me to understand like that 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 happened, and um growing up speaking two languages, you kind of lose a lot of support, whether you your parents intentionally are doing it or not um which causes us to kind of grow up a little bit faster in in all sense of the of of reality like my mom wasn't helping me with my science fair project in fourth grade like my dad wasn't helping me with like my english homework or my book reports because that wasn't a thing for him so i think all those early on like early age development stages um just i've never talked about i've never i've never told anyone like oh yeah like i remember copying someone's book report in like the second grade because I had no idea what the structure was and when I asked my parents they they didn't know either so like just stuff like that where I had to learn a lot of things on my own and I like it kind of set me up to be more of a proactive person now so I don't get bored I'm in high school I'm in college I'm at work and I'm like okay cool how do I figure this out and you become more like that because that's how, how you've had to do it your whole life like how does this work who's going to tell me? Oh, nobody. All right. I'll figure it out. Like, I'll, I'll be scrappy and I'll, and I'll, and I'll make it work. So.
1: You know, not only do you have to do your own work, but you also have to figure out how to, how to pay the family bills, how to do accounting. <laughs>
0: that's that, that's a whole, that's a whole process. Like being able to translate everything and you like, you're, you're kind of like a parent to your parents when it comes to the country. Like you're, you're teaching them about how it works because you can maneuver it better than them at this point, And not because Again, it's not, not because they're they're dumb, it's just the language does make it a lot easier. Like even even like I was trying to explain to my mom, like the computer. Like we so my mom just bought a house in April.
1: So hey. that was
0: that was a big move for us. That was like, oh, we did it. Like we were like my mom's a homeowner, we did it. Um, no, there's a lot more complications that came with it. So um a lot of it now is on the computer and like paying bills and like instead of back in the day when <laughs> you could get, like, a a paper, like, from the mail that tells you, hey, cool, this is your, this is your bill, call this number to pay it. Mm-hmm. And my mom got as far as saying, like, she's gotten as far to know she can call and say, uh, someone speaks Spanish? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and they transfer her. Now it's more of like, hey, cool, we're paperless. You have to sign in with, onto our website and pay these bills. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this is stressful, like, how am I going to teach this woman to use the yeah. computer, and yeah. I'll, I'll, most of it is just reading, I'm like, mom, if you can read English, try, like, literally what this says, just click it, it says pay bill, that's all you have to do, I already set up the account with, the, with like, your bank account, all you have to do is pay bill, that's all you have to, pr-. and she's like, what, you get, you guess if I'm like, I mean, just, just pay it, you just click it, and it's fine, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's, I think now, as I've gotten older, things have gotten more complicated. (laughs) Like having to buy the house was like being in all those meetings, I didn't even know what was going on. Like I was like, they would give us contracts of like long lists of things of what it meant like to get this like mortgage loan. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like, like what's a 30 year fix? Like who's going to do this? (laughs) Like, what does this mean? Like, so, so yeah, I, I had a, yeah, there's there's been a lot more. My my Spanish has definitely expanded now in my vocabulary. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of translate more. I understand what's going on. But yeah, no, it's 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 been very difficult. And and even now I see it. My brother is in high school now. And it's like I'm his parent at this point. Like my mom just kind of like, let's let the reins go. He's she's just like, Oh, he has this assignment. How's he doing in school? What is his grade? Everything's just online. So now we've shifted to a completely different like hurdle. Now it's like not not now it's not just the language it's like the language and technology so Mm -hmm. it's it's been it's been kind of a it's been a journey but we love it we love the journey
1: (laughs) we do we do um well, well you also said that you know in the last few years you've been sort of navigating and exploring like what even being you know your latinidad means to you as well right and some of those early years like has such a huge impact on us right like there you are young native spanish speaker sort of like transforming into like american culture etc and then you know like how have you been navigating that
0: um i don't know <laughs> i actually still don't know how i'm navigating it so um it's been i i will say it's been very difficult um for me personally i i think the 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 navigation of my hispanic culture has been a lot a lot easier in the sense that I've had my parents to always tell me about it. Um when I'm home, I everything's in Spanish. Like even when it comes to like the TV, the movies, like I don't think I've ever seen Shrek in English. Like I've only ever seen it in Spanish and I believe that it's funnier in Spanish. So I don't want to ruin that for myself. Um <laughs> so I like I I can I constantly was surrounded by Spanish media and like spanish food like my mom never let us eat out she was constantly like I, I made food at home like there's food at home there's food at home there's food at home so like i i feel like i missed out on a lot of american culture just k through 12 like i was going to school but i was never understanding some of the references that that like my peers were talking about so like i think what? it was like i th- there was just like tv shows like i remember like the wizard of oz for example it's not a tv show it's a movie but I had never seen The Wizard of Oz. I was a junior in high school, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, like, like it's like the it's the for Wizard of Oz." They're like, "We're not in Kansas anymore," and I was like, "What the f does that even mean?" Like, I don't. What are you ta- like? What are you saying to me? I don't know what you're saying to me. And they thought it was so weird that I had never seen The Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, "Okay, well, have you ever seen Chavo del Ocho?" Like, that seems weird to me that you haven't. Like, I don't understand. Like, what the problem is here? So, that was that. That was a very like. That, that, that definitely was something that hindered, I guess, the, American, the Americanization of culture for me. It's like, even holidays, like Christmas, um, when I found out that the rest of, the, like, the rest of my like, classmates weren't doing the 24th to open their presents, and they were doing it the next morning, I was like, y'all wait? Like, <laughs> y'all are waiting the next day for this? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, that the like, comes into Santa Claus. Like, is there even a Santa Claus if I'm staying up all night anyway, partying with my family to open it at midnight? you know, like, I think, like, all these American traditions started to not really exist for me, so I, I, I think that that really, at the end of the day, is what always made me feel different, um, I think I had to start really maneuver, like, really, really knowing how to maneuver it when I got to college, um, so I went to school, so I'm from New York City, um, I was raised in Queens, very diverse neighborhood, um, my neighbors were, like, everything, like, on the right were Puerto Ricans, on the other right of me were from Slovakia, people in front of me were Ecuadorian, like, there was never a sense of, like, oh, like, we're the one Hispanic, we're, like, the one Latino family, like, we're the Mexicans in the neighborhood, like, no, like, we were, we were just in the neighborhood, um, we were the Martinez family, it was fine. When I came to school out in Utah was when I realized, oh, like, things are not, like, like, that's when I could say, I'm not in Kansas anymore, like, I'm not in Queens anymore, like, this is, this is some weird, some weird, weird stuff, like, we had people smiling at each other, we had people who, like, grew up we're smiling at, at each other, other. <laughs> was, like, people were smiling at each other, people were, like, stopping having conversations, and I'm just, like, oh, I don't know you, like, don't talk to me, like, I, I, I'm scared, and, like, people just talked about, like, oh, yeah, my family, like, we go, we go skiing, we have, like, we have skiing season, or, like, we have a boat, and, we go, we go down to, like, a place called Lake Powell, and it's, like, beautiful, and I'm just, what? What are you, what are you saying to me? Like, family vacations, what does that mean? I, I, who is she? I don't know her, like, I've, I've never been on a family vacation, um, so I, I just definitely didn't understand a lot of, a lot of things that were going on, like, I didn't come to watch, like, The Office until <laughs> college. I had no idea that was even a show, and everyone's, like, oh, like, I love the office. Like Jim Halpert. I'm like, who the freak is that? Like, I have no, like people looked at me like, what do you mean you don't know what the office is? Like, I don't, I, have never, I never watched it. I, that was not in the house. Friends. I have yet to see it. I don't even, I have never seen an episode. I know Jennifer Anderson is in it. It's all about all I know. So I didn't want, I didn't start,
1: I didn't start watching, um, the office until college either. Um, I'm curious though, for you, like, did like, how did you react to, to some of those feelings, right? Because there you were, I feel like there's two sides to it, right? Like, someone is like, oh my God, have you seen The Wizard of Oz? And you're like, no. And, you, and in that moment, you can either say, all right, well, I'm going to dedicate time to to watch The Wizard of Oz so that I can be relatable. Or the other side is just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to continue doing my own thing. Like, which side did you lean on?
0: Um, when I was in college, I leaned on having to assimilate a lot more. Um, in high school, I didn't really care. I was like, oh, whatever, like. That uh that's not important to me. Um, but in college, um I would say college was, were the years that I suppressed a lot of my latinidad, but at the same time learned to love it the most. Oh, tell um, me about that. So yeah. <laughs> it's very like very, very complicated in the sense that I am I went to a school, so just like brief demographic is. 89% of the school is white, less than 1% of the school is black, and Latinos are the highest minority on campus at 6%. There are 33,000 students on this campus. So that's not a lot, 6% is not a lot. Um, and so I kind of began to notice like, oh, I am the only Latino in a lot of my classes, like in my in my dorm, in my apartments, and, and just a lot of scenarios. and. It was uncomfortable at first i felt different i felt like who like what am i doing like why like they don't understand what i'm doing or like the like they, they're like oh let's go get mexican food and they take me to a place called cafe rio and i'm like this is americanized this is an americanized burrito that you like put hot sauce on it like this is not this is not mexican food like don't do this to me <laughs> and like that was like there are these moments where i was like well if i want to have friends if I want to, like, be part of a group, I can't come off as, like, headstrong. I can't come off as, like, spicy, as they say, or I can't come off as hot-headed because I want to be liked. I want to have friends. I want to have, like, my group of my group of people. So, yes, I decided to, like, change up my vernacular, code switch, if you will, and kind of start, wa- I started watching these movies. I got into the office. I watched Parks and Rec. I watched all these, like, white people shows for a lack of a better word. And so I could talk to, so I could talk about it and make jokes and people thought I was funny. And they were like, Oh, like, Oh, we love Hector. He's so, he like, he's so great. He's so fun. And in reality, I wasn't even really being me. Like I was being the me that I knew they would like. And mm-hmm. I think that was really, really hard because one day, so um, I lived in Paraguay for two years. Um, just kind of like doing humanitarian work and um, service. And that's, when I came back from that, so I took a two year gap from college and came back. When I did that, that's really when I learned about my Latinidad and how to just not hide it. Because I had spent so long with, in a country just of Latinos speaking Spanish, um, Mm -hmm. Paraguayans, Paraguay, like the Paraguayos who would be like, oh, where are you from? And I would say, oh, I'm I'm American, like I'm from the US, because that's that was the truth. And they would mm-hmm. look at me like, mm, no, you're not. Like, where are you? Where like where are you from? Because like your like your features are not white. And I'm like, oh. So the more constant that I got to realizing, yes, I'm American because I'm I was born in the US. I'm not like American in my blood, in my heritage, and who I am as a person, I'm Mexican. Both my parents from Mexico my dad's from Mexico City my mom is from Morelos like that's where they're from and that's where my features are from and that's when I learned to love that about me I was like no they're right like I am Mexican like I should love this I should love this about myself so when I came back to school a lot um, I guess like to give an even more understanding so I went to a Mormon school I went to BYU and and a lot of a lot of these a lot of these kids go on missions, this, these two-year missions, these two-year service humanitarian um, trips, and um, these white kids are going to Mexico, Paraguay, Argentina, Colombia, mm-hmm. Costa Rica, and they come back speaking Spanish, and they come back with an appreciation of the culture, yes, but they still come back to this privileged life of like, oh, well, I'm white again, and I'm back mm-hmm. to my money, and I'm back to my like culture, right?
1: Like it was it was temporary for them while like you live it on a daily basis,
0: exactly. And so that's when I started to call people out. And that's when mm-hmm. I really got into who I was as a as a Latino on campus. And I was like, no, like that's like don't don't say that or like when people when I remember when Despacito was like a huge thing on campus, like that <laughs> song like hit, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like I love this song and they like, butchering words like saying like groserias and I'm like my guy like don't say that around me like I one of my biggest pet peeves was having people who served in Mexico say vulgar words to me because they thought it was funny and I'm like that's not funny like that's like that's a real that's a real cuss word to me like like if my mom were to hear me say that she would slap my mouth like she would like freaking burn my tongue if she heard me say that so like say, oh,
1: to the face yeah.
0: oh yeah like i was like if i'm not like dropping f-bombs like in your face like please don't drop those words in front of me and like that 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 was like a huge thing
1: i first of all i love that i mean it was almost it was almost like permission that you were given in some ways when you went on that trip when they said yeah. no you're i mean yes you're american but you're also you know insert insert wherever you're into wherever you're from and that could have been anybody right like I, I'm getting goosebumps because I'm also imagining like me saying that and be like, no, no, you're Dominican. I was like, you know what, shit. Oh shit, some, I'm, feel, I'm feeling seen. Like someone is telling me and giving me permission to, to yeah. embrace who I am. Um, it, it's so fascinating though, because when, when Despacito came out, on so, and it's the same thing with like Bad Bunny and you hear um, even like um, El Alfa on, on the radio and, on, and all these like artists getting all this love. On some level, like I get so excited and happy but on the other level i'm like oh word like now you fucking with us like word Mm -hmm. like it'd be the same person that like calls you spicy but is now like blasting despacito
0: no exactly exactly i i i like just having they're like oh yeah like i can get into this now i'm like why like (laughs) sorry i
1: feel i feel like that one hit a nerve i'm sorry about that
0: (laughs) no yeah no it did i well the thing is so i i grew up listening to spanish music like my whole life and um, as cliche as it as it is, like like Selena was a huge thing for me growing up. Like, I I would sing her songs as a kid. My, I remember my mom was like, "Yeah, like you would run around like pretending you were Selena, like singing these songs." I was like, "I'm sorry, she's such an icon." Like, jeez. Um, still, so, like to this day. Yes, yeah, yeah, still. So, I I like grew up like listening to Spanish music. I lo- like that's if I if I were to say like something really authentic about me is is my music. Like that's like I will listen to bachata cumbia reggaeton like i listen to all these things just like alone and sometimes i feel like i have to lower the volume because i'm like well i don't want to uncomfortable make people uncomfortable like or like is he like does he only speak spanish or like like just these like implications that listening to music does so like hearing so seeing now like bad bunny like i love this don't get me wrong i love bad bunny and i love what he's doing for Mm -hmm. for for the community but seeing all these like white people now going like oh yeah, I love Bad Bunny, like, I'm trying to go to his concert, ha ha ha, I'm like, mm, weren't you, the, like, two years ago, weren't you telling me to, like, oh, can we, like, skip this song, because I don't know what it's saying, like, <laughs> wh- where is this coming from, so, so yeah, I think, I think that's why, like, it definitely hit, hit, hit a nerve in that sense, Is like, music to me is, like, my big, my, my, where I feel the most me, like, when I get to listen to Spanish music, what I'm singing in Spanish, and like just I don't I don't really give a crap about anything I feel like that's who I am so having to censor that part of me is very hard like I think that's where I have the most difficulty of like oh like like, have you heard like Taylor Swift's new album like no like I haven't I don't really want to but I guess I'll listen to it now because everyone's talking about it so yeah music music music's definitely more of like like it's a soft subject for me (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I get that. And you know, before we even get to the uncomfortable situations, which I think you've like alluded to, um I I do want to highlight, you know, some of those some of those instances where you do feel just really comfortable being yourself. Like where do you feel the most comfortable?
0: Yeah, I think I I definitely feel the most comfortable when I'm at home with my with my mom and my brother. Um I think my like the few friends that I that I have made um at BYU who who served their missions Spanish speaking and have really embraced the culture for the positive side, I think those are the friends that have seen who I really am, and because they come to my house, they 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 share the table with us, they break bread with us, if you will, and like they they meet my mom, and that is such a huge like. If you meet my mom, like la cosa va seria, That's all I'm gonna say. Like things are getting serious, like because my mom is such a special person to me. Like she, like she's raising like, my brother and I by herself, like, she's, like, she's a single mom, like, who left her home to a different country, has no education, like, what, above, above a high school level, and she's, she she just bought a house, like, she's giving us the best life she possibly can, like, she's constantly teaching us about our culture, like, I love that woman, and, like, for me to share that with, with people is, is very, is very, very dear to me, like, like, because she gets to express her, like, her humor, her comedic side. She also gets to express like her cooking, like you get to really appreciate what she's making. It's not like, oh, like, what is that? Is that gonna be spicy? Like, yes, it's gonna be spicy. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't. Like she made it, so you're gonna eat it. So to avoid those situations, like I definitely, I, I, it's, it's, it's a very, like, once you get invited to the house and you eat with my mom, it's like, okay, you're serious, you're a good person, and I like want you in my life.
1: It's official. It's,
0: yeah, it's official. So, yeah, at home is probably when I feel the most like myself. Like, I'm speaking Spanish, Spanglish, basically, because I'm speaking Spanish to my mom, Spanglish to my little brother. There's music playing in the house that's not a lick of English. Like, it's all Spanish music. My mom will randomly, like, start, like, doing her little dance moves while she's cooking in the kitchen. Oh. My Like, my, my brother's, like, playing video games and, like, yelling at us because we're laughing too loud. And like, it just, I just feel so much more joy. Like, I'm like, this is, this is where I feel comfortable. Like my mom's not going to tell me to speak English. My mom's not going to, my brother's not going to tell me to change the song. Like this is, this is where I'm, this is where I'm really thriving as who I feel is me. And it's great because you still, you're still getting that hint of American. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not American because I am. I'm very American. Um, But I, I still get that hint because my brother is still in the room. We're playing video games. We're speaking in English. Like we're listening as like um, we're listening to music that can be played now, like Bad Bunny, Maluma, like J Balvin, like all these artists, like are making this scene into both in, into both countries, and um, it's a very it's a it's a very American Mexican American helm for me, and I think that's that's really where where I thrive, um, and and yeah, like I, I I I think that's definitely where I feel the most authentic, just like spending time with my family, being inside this safe, the safe space of like, okay, cool. Like if I switch from English to Spanish, no one's going to say anything. Like mm-hmm. I don't, there, there's not going to be like a, oh, like, you know, that word in English. i like, no, I don't. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, like, I don't, if I, if I'm saying it to you in Spanish, if I'm really struggling, um, I, I don't, I promise you, I'm not pretending that I don't know English. I just don't know it. So.
1: Yeah. Bro, I, I, well, I get that, man. If I get that hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, that's probably where I'm the most comfortable as well is, is around my family uh and and i think it's so dope that you know you're at a point where you're a lot more comfortable with who you are uh but you know you recently graduated and you're in this new environment as well which is you know corporate you know you're you're working you're trying to build your career and for me like that was so much more pressure than college than middle school because you know now i'm trying to get money like i'm trying to (laughs) and like what i do uh, is going to impact like my, my future possibilities to make money. So when I started corporate America, yo, I took code switching to the max because yeah. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to like be part of the crew. And also like, I looked around and I was like, yo, everybody is, is just as smart as I am. Everyone has the same skills. Like the way that you really advance is to build those relationships. So I thought, well, in order to build those relationships, I did what you did when you went into college, you were like, I'm, I'm going to learn everything about white popular America. Um, and eventually I got to a point where I stopped. Right. But I'm trying to understand for you, like you're, you're so early in your career. Like, how are you thinking about, you know, being your authentic self at work?
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's, I think there's two sides to this coin for me. There's Mm -hmm. the authentic self that I bring into work where I feel like, I mean, so I'm at White and Kennedy right now where I I love it there. And I love that they are so open and, and, Wanting to include everyone right now, and that's awesome so I, I at work, my authentic self isn't really the problem of like oh i like I love Hispanic encouragement like I send like these i I sent one of my my managers a playlist that I made of just like Spanish music, and she was just like, "Oh my gosh, I love this, and I'm like, yes, like let me know, and like you can send me like k pop music like I'm so down to like intershare like music playlists here, and like that's always been great like i I think that my authentic self in that sense has no, I'm not, I'm not scared of it. The other side of the coin though, is the side that no one is seeing that comes in hand with being a first gen Latino. Um, I think I'm still very uncomfortable. Even now I'm trying to think of the words. I'm still very uncomfortable, like letting my coworkers know that, Hey, sometimes I have to be off from this time to this time, not because I have kids, not because like I'm married, not because of this, but because my mom has two jobs. Like my mom buying a house was great and all, but now we have to pay a mortgage. And so she took on a second job so she can kind of fulfill all the bills and the mortgage and kind of like still have excess money to save and spend for life, because <laughs> life is expensive. And um, and so that means that I have to pick up my brother from his after school extracurriculars that means I have to sometimes make dinner that means that I have to help with homework and I have to step in to where she can't and I feel like that part is so uncomfortable because it's it's like oh you're such a good sibling I'm like yeah but like I also can't live my life like a lot of the times I'm like why haven't I moved far away from my family because like my family like because they need me like I I do things for them like go home and like, like, look through the mail, look through the bills, make sure everything's being paid, like, there, there are parts of me that corporate America still hasn't seen in my, so, so, again, there's two sides of the coin, there's the authentic side of who I am, and then there's the authentic side of, like, what the culture brings, so it's, like, understanding what a 401k is, I, I just kind of, like, I am getting the hang of it, but, like, who told me about a retirement, who told me about a 401k, like, I got told what a Roth IRA was when I was, like, 20, and I'm, like, Who's that? Who's Ira? Like, I saw it on a paper, and I was like, "It's like who's Ira? Is he nice? Like, (laughs) like is he like is he he a counselor? Is he gonna help me with money?" And like, so just stuff like that. Like I, so like that's the part of corporate America that I I haven't figured out how to be authentic with. Like, I I still get nervous telling people like, oh like I have something like I have a family thing like I'll just put like I'll just put a block on my calendar and just be like reviewing scripts or like sending out emails, but, like, in reality, I'm, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, okay, I have to go, like, help my mom out, I have to go pick her up, or, like, I have to do this, like, she has a doctor's appointment, so, like, that's the part that I haven't figured out yet, like, I, PTO, who is she, don't know how to request her, (laughs) like, I, like, don't know who she is, I worked, like, I, I worked a job for a year, not even knowing that I could, like, I could ask for PTO, and, like, PTO was unlimited, but I was, like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I remember I slacked my, my manager, and I was, like, um, can I, like, take two days off? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll, like, have my laptop with me. So, like, you, And she's, like, no, that's the point of PTO is, like, you, like, don't work. I'm, like, oh, okay. Sounds good. Like, like you know, like, I, I same thing with, with like, I, I ugh, same thing with my first job ever. My first job out of college. I, I'm going to be really candid here. I was offered $30,000 to live in L.A. And I was like, I don't know if that's enough. Like, that wasn't, like, the 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 what went through my mind wasn't, that's nothing. That's, a, in my mind, I was like, I don't know if that's enough. Like, is that, is that good? Like, if they're offering that to me, that probably means, like, you can do it. And, like, this is more money than my mom's ever made. Or, like, probably, like, as much as she's ever made. So, I guess, like, it works. And then you go, you, then you show up, and you're now working on like a team of like 12 white people, not understanding your situation at all, you're struggling with rent, you're sending money to your mom so that she can help, so you can help pay for like your brother's phone bill, your brother's soccer shoes, like any other lingering money, and then the rest you're trying to pay your bills. Like, I don't know how that's supposed to work, you know? I don't know how I'm supposed to have that conversation, who I'm supposed to have have that conversation with, or if that's even a conversation to be had. So I think like that was my biggest struggle and it's still my biggest struggle. Like, I, I left that job crying. I, I was distraught. I was like, I'm a failure. I couldn't make $30,000 work. And when I say that out loud now, I'm like, yes, you could not make $30,000 work, Hector. Like how, did, like, how did you think that was going to happen? Like, I would ask the other, like, coordinators, like, oh, like, like, under the table, I have, like, super sneaky, like, oh, like, how are you, like, how are you making this work? Like, like, do you get paid the same as me? And most of them, um, most of them are A, living with their parents, B, getting support from their parents, or C, like, are just rich and, like, got their trust fund early, I guess. And, like, that's when I realized, freak me, like, I'm, like, you know, like, I'm screwed. Like, I'm, I'm not, I can't have a job in advertising. Like, clearly, because of, like, this lifestyle. I don't I don't fit it. I don't fit this personality type. I can't work in advertising because I don't have money. And that was my and that was my innate like thought process. Then the pandemic hit, so I didn't have to worry about it cuz no one was hiring anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I was jobless, living like at home trying to find a job beca- in something else. Like I was like should I just change my career because I thought that I I was like, okay, clearly like advertising is not for me. Like it's not for poor people. That's, that was my, that was what I took away from that was. And at the end of the day I was like criticized for it. I was criticized for leaving a job. Like I, so many people said bad things about me. Like, oh, I can't believe he was only there for like three months. Like I, like, that's nothing like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sorry that that, sorry that that didn't make the cut for you. But like, I was starving. Like I, I talked to one of my coworkers who was a person of color that, I love her, and, like, I I was able to, like, really form a relationship with her, and I, and I told her my plan was, okay, if I, like, live in my car, and, like, I, the storage unit is $35 a month, like, I can just shower thought, like, I'm, I was crazy, I was a psycho, I was trying to make this work, and why? Because no one talked, again, no one talked about that with me, like, my parents mm-hmm. never were, like, negotiate, Hector, like, that's mm-hmm. a thing, like, my parents mm-hmm. weren't, like, $30,000, like, Hector, you're, you're a college grad, like, you should be making more money, mm-hmm. so, like, that was a conversation I never had. I ne- like investing. What is that? I don't know which, yeah. what that is either. So like mm-hmm. that's the part of corporate America that I think I still am uncomfortable with. Like when people ask me, Oh, what's yours? Like, what are your salary expectations? I'm like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, how much you want to pay me? Like, know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, I, is it more, if it's more than 30,000, I will say yes, very much at this point. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. like that's, I think like I said, like that's the part of corporate America that I, that, it's still scary to me, like the whole money situation, yeah. future of like investing and retirement. Like I don't get it, and I'm, I i do not know if I ever will.
1: Nah, you you definitely will, man. I mean, you like you're you're so early in your career, but I I also think it's really interesting that you highlighted, and I love that you highlighted this was, you know, authenticity. When people think of the word, I feel like they often think about culture, and they stop there, but it goes so it goes so much further than that, right? I mean, you know, part of someone's authenticity may be, you know, I'm an introvert and you know what? It's really hard for me to do these like happy hours with my coworkers because I really just like to be at home. Right. I don't know. Someone's Mm -hmm. part of their authenticity is that they're really curious. Right. But they often don't feel comfortable like asking questions at work because they don't want to seem dumb. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, there's so many things beyond just culture. And I feel like that's like a really just easy, easy way for people to answer that. So I love the fact that you highlighted that it goes beyond that. I'm so curious for you too, though. You know, I know that it's uncomfortable some of these things. And first of all, you don't even, you don't have to share any of this stuff, right? Like it's up to you, like what what you do and don't want to share. Like you know, totally up to you. I'm just I'm curious, what does make you uncomfortable about it? I'm wondering if there was a certain experience that, um, you were like, oh, well, I'm never gonna do that again. Or you know, for me at least, I remember like I didn't want to share certain things. For example, like this podcast. I remember people would be like, oh, what'd you do this weekend, and. I never wanted to say the podcast cuz I was like ashamed of what it was at the moment. I was like, "Oh, I don't want them to say like, oh, oh, his little fun latino thing." You know what I mean? Or I just I just did I like I almost compared other, my my experience to other people's experience and I put their experience on a pedestal and I put mine below, whereas like in reality that's just a story I made up in my head. Like, you know, it's just our experience, right? But I know it's different for everyone, but I'm I'm wondering for you in particular like what what do you think makes you uncomfortable in you know opening up on certain areas
0: um i think what makes me the most uncomfortable is definitely my socioeconomic status like Mm. talking about what my parents do for work um money so like that's like the encompassing part of it is definitely socioeconomic um so in new york city it's it's very interesting like so I'm born and raised in New York, by the way. Okay. Okay. So, you know, like the, like the high school system is very segregated. Like it's either you're smart and you get lucky. So you get into one of these specialized high schools, or you end up in your zoned high school, which could be trash, like, or you maybe got lucky and you're like zoned high school is like Forest Hills High School. So you're like, oh, sweet. Like, this is a good school. So like, I think starting off there, that's, that's where I begin is. So I am, I'm from Woodhaven. So my zoned high school was Franklin K Lane that was closed for f- incoming freshmen the year that I was going to be a freshman for the amount of like stabbings and knife like found in that year. And I was like, oh, great. Like, guess I can't go to my zoned high school. And then my other option was Richmond Hill High School, which, again, known for a lot of fights in, in the neighborhood, just like not a very good like environment if like you kind of want to do something more like leave like, your neighborhood, maybe, just leave, and so I was nervous, I didn't know what to do, and so I applied to specialized high schools, and I ended up going to performing arts high school in the city, and that was the first time where I was, like, oh, shoot, like, there are, like, rich white people in the city, like, I totally forgot, like, that was, like, a mental block in my mind, like, like, this city, like, going to Manhattan, that was, like, not a thing like I went for Christmas because my mom forced me and she was like let's go look at the lights like las luces se ven tan bonitas I'm like yeah like sure but there's also like a ton of people I'm like I don't want to deal with that um mm-hmm. so that was probably the first time was going to school and I was like oh snap like there are there are like rich white people in the city and like whose par- like whose parents are like cardiologists like their parents are like like when someone I'm, they were like my mom's an art curator for like a museum and I was like what the f- what is that what does that even mean what What yeah. what is it what is a curator like I had to google that like I went home and I was like curator like I didn't know what that meant so like I never talked about what my parents are you kidding me like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would I that was a topic I never wanted to really touch and mm-hmm. like when people were to ask me like oh like where?" like where, like what trains do you take? And I'm like, oh, friend. like I have to tell them I take the J. Like, mm-hmm. and when I was like, oh, I'm on the J line, and this is before gentrification. Let me <laughs> let me like highlight that. Bef- like back in the day, for everyone listening, the J was not it. Like, <laughs> like Brooklyn used to not like really be as white as it is now. Yeah. Um, but so I was like, oh shoot, like I have to tell them I live on the J line. Like, I don't know how, how I don't know how that's gonna come off. So mm-hmm. it was a topic I felt really uncomfortable with. Always avoided it fast forward i went to byu um for Good. people who don't know byu 60 percent more than half 60 percent of the university isn't the top 20th percentile of income wow and that and then i think it's like five percent are in the 90 percent and like the lower the lower half so the larger part of the population of the country is now the lower part in this university which is ie me so now I'm dealing with people who like are related to the Marriott's. Like I have, I'm like, I have people, I'm going to school with people who are like, Oh yeah. Like my dad, like, is like a marketing executive at Nike. And I'm like, Oh "Oh my gosh, like you're coming from money, money. Like I used to think I knew money. Mm -hmm. This is like a whole nother level. Like I knew kids who were, let's go on my family's plane and go to San Diego for spring break at a breach house. And I'm like, you guys want to go to my house my 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 summer home in mexico like it's my grandma's house my little shack and yeah we could do that and like you know like it was just different so, Bro, so yeah so telling that my mom like now works as a housekeeper at a retirement home are you kidding me ever to this day to, and i hate i hate myself for this because i shouldn't be like this anymore but to this day i still tell my mom i still tell people Oh yeah my mom works with old people like that's what i say leave it very vague she could be a nurse she could be a cna she could be a lot of things but i don't tell them exactly what she does because it's uncomfortable for me it's uncomfortable for them for me to think like i'm poor or like <laughs> i i come from this background and and it's 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 just very uncomfortable i i i definitely um i was a scholarship student um while i was at while i was at school and i worked a job so like It kind of felt like I had money because oh I have a scholarship that pays for like my rent my tuition my textbooks and like the money the job that I'm working is for like my spending money so it kind of feels like I have rich parents who are paying for everything and so I kind of like wanted to that's how I like could hang with like the rich kids but Mm -hmm. I I knew there were limitations like I remember the first time I got invited to go snowboarding I was like oh like I can't afford I can't drop like 120 dollars right now on a ski lift and ticket and like rentals like on something i've never done and i'm gonna bust my ass like no like and i had a friend's like oh i'll pay for it don't worry like it's my christmas present to you and i'm like thanks i like didn't ask but like way to go make me feel more uncomfortable now like uh, yeah. so so yeah like socio socio things i definitely tend to keep to myself like what my mom does for work um what, where, where I grew up and like stuff like that. I'm not really out telling people like, oh yeah, this is where I'm from. So.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get that, man. That resonates with me so much. And it reminds me of, um, my Instagram account. I would, I would never post pictures from my mom's house. So my, my mom and my abuela, they still live in the same apartment in, in, they live in Manhattan on the Upper West side. Mm -hmm. Um, and. I used to never post pictures from there because I was ashamed of what it looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, for context, like, you know, they live in the projects, public housing. Mm -hmm. And um, I just never thought it was like Instagram worthy. And when I, so before my job now started, I was working at Facebook and it was the first time because it's a social network, everyone would add each other on Facebook and on Instagram. Like before that, that used to be my filter like no one would know about my life outside of work. Right. But then now that we're adding each other, it's, you know, they get to see the stories that I post. So I almost was like, Oh, I'm never going to post my grandma. Right. Cause I was ashamed for them to see like the, 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 the different colors that didn't really match the, the plastic covered sofas, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, the, the plates and the decorations and just everything that was like, so Dominican that didn't look like in like a Soho apartment, if you will, I yeah. was so ashamed, man. But eventually I got to the point where I would just like post my abuela. And what really happened was like, oh my God, that's so cute. Look at your abuela. She's so cute. And like the story in my head was like, they're going to look at everything besides my abuela, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, they didn't even look at this shit. They only looked at my abuela. So it was like this interesting I, this interesting situation where like some of it was like the story that I just made up in my head. And like it didn't really come true. But i don't i still till this day i still feel a little bit insecure when i post a picture of that stuff man um but i know we only have like two minutes left so i just wanted to ask you know this last question you know you continue to you continue to grow and challenge yourself you know what, what's one reason or one thing that motivates you to continue being your most authentic self
0: yeah I, I think that it's my family at the end of the day i i really do this for them um despite like kind of all like the random stuff that I went through in college with just, Oh, you're cute for a Latino boy. Or you're like, Oh, that that's awesome that you're that like, you you've really come a long way. Like I couldn't care less what any uh, any of those opinions have to say. Um, I'm doing this for my family. Like when I look back and when I get to go to Mexico and like go to my mom's hometown, like I know that I'm doing this for her and like for my brother, it's like, I want to be me like I want to be like this Mexican American Latinx person that my mom has taught me to be like my mom didn't teach me Spanish for me not to use it. She didn't teach me how to dance like cumbia bachata salsa merengue for me not to do for me not to dance it like my mom didn't do make these sacrifices for me not to take advantage of like the opportunities here. So I think at the the day that's really my motivation. i i tell my brother that all the time like he definitely has gone through a slump right now being in high school of like caring and i'm like my guy like mom has done way too much for us to not care like she's she's broken her back too many times for you to just like skip class or like miss an assignment or not study for a test like that's stupid like you don't do that like if you need help ask for it like i will i'll i'll tutor you but like don't don't just like don't be a statistic like don't let the world tell you like this is who you are this is what you're gonna be like go out there and like grab it for yourself like you know like our parents came here for like for a reason and like that's what i'm doing this for like that's where my, my motivation comes from is if they came to like for a better life i'm gonna make sure that i have it and i'm gonna make sure that i'm gonna be able to help them in return and yeah just give us all a better life hopefully <laughs>
1: That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please do us a favor, leave a rating and a review. This just helps us in the algorithm to ensure that these stories get heard by as many people as possible. And it'll ultimately help us reach our mission of redefining professionalism. Thank you and see you next week.